Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. You're going to reach the inescapable conclusion that Alec murdered Maggie and Paul, that he was the storm, that the storm was coming for them. And the storm arrived on June 7th, 2021, just like the storms that are heading here right now. He didn't do it. He didn't kill Butcher, his son and, and wife. We go over the top five moments from opening statements in the Alec Murdoch murder trial. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Long Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. Opening statements have officially finished up in the Alec Murdoch case. A lot of eyeballs on this trial. The trial of the former prominent South Carolina attorney accused of shooting to death his son Paul and wife Maggie on their property in June 2021. After jury selection, which I'll tell you, well, no easy task. I mean, you had 900 potential jurors who were summoned, and it was not simple finding people that didn't know about the Murdochs or even more have informed unchangeable opinions about them. We actually got a jury relatively quickly, 12 jurors, six alternates, and now is the time for opening statements. This is the chance for each side to present to the jury what the evidence will show or what they believe the evidence will show. So first up was the prosecution's opening statement, and this was delivered by state prosecutor Creighton Waters, and he comes out swinging. On the evening of June 7th, 2021, at the defendant's property off Moselle Road in Colleton County, his son Paul Murdoch was standing in a small feed room in some kennels they had on the property. About 8.50 p.m., and the defendant over there, Alec Murdoch, took a 12-stage shotgun and shot him in the shoulder, in the chest and the shoulder, with buckshot. And the evidence is going to show it was a million-to-one shot. He could have survived that, but after that, another shot went up under his head and did catastrophic damage to his brain and his head. The evidence is going to show that Paul collapsed right outside that feed room. And just moments later, 
just moments later. He picked up a .300 blackout, which is a type of ammunition, but an AR-style rifle, and the evidence is going to show that the family had multiple weapons throughout the property, picked up that .300 blackout rifle, and opened fire on his wife, Maggie, just feet away near some sheds that used to be a hangar. Pow, pow! Two shots, abdomen in the leg, and took her down. And after that, there were additional shots, including two shots to the head that, again, did catastrophic damage and killed her instantly. Even before he introduces himself, even before he introduces the team, he comes out and he paints this very vivid and graphic picture of the killing, something that'll stay in the minds of the jury. I imagine what that was the goal there. And what is really interesting in this case are the two weapons, a shotgun, a rifle. Is it possible that Alec Murdoch used two different firearms to commit the killings? Sure. Is it strange? Yes. Do we typically see that? No. Now, the defense has suggested that perhaps it was two perpetrators who did that. Now, I'll tell you the difficulty for the prosecution is that the rifle that he mentioned was never recovered. Now, what Waters said is that one of the ways that they will show Murdoch did this is by presenting evidence to show that these were the family weapons. How are they going to do that? Through ballistics, that they're going to show you that the spent casings that were fired previously on the property match the ammunition that killed Maggie and Paul. Now, I will tell you, for me, that is not the strongest piece of evidence because where does my mind go immediately to an alternative possibility that couldn't someone have entered the house and taken these weapons? If we accept that these are the weapons, these family guns were the murder weapons, couldn't somebody else have gone onto the property, taken the weapons and used them? How do we directly tie the weapons back to Alec Murdoch? How do we put the weapons in his hand? Well, that brings me to this bombshell piece of evidence presented by Mr. Waters. You're also going to hear evidence that about a week after the murders, Mr. Al Murdoch's father had died, Mr. Randolph, and about a week after the murders, he shows up early in the morning at his parents' home, where his mother still is in late-stage Alzheimer's at, on Alameda in Hampton. It's uncharacteristic for him to show up early, uncharacteristic for him to show up at all like that. And he comes in and he's carrying something in a blue tarp and he takes it upstairs. And eventually law enforcement finds out about that. And they go upstairs and they find upstairs, they find a wadded up, very, very large raincoat in a blue color. Could look like a tarp. And you're gonna hear evidence that it was coated with gunshot residue on the inside. On the inside. That is significant. And that is significant because that is something that directly ties Murdoch to the shooting. Okay? The inside of this item of clothing, gunshot residue. I should tell you that the defense, in their opening, tried to dispute that. They're saying, well, you're going to hear from a witness who said that uh, they had seen Murdoch carry a blue tarp upstairs and said that that raincoat that he had looked nothing like it. And then there was an objection from the prosecution. It was sustained by the judge. You basically are talking about testimony that hasn't even happened yet. So I understand why he wasn't allowed to further explore that. But there is more to the story about that key piece of evidence. And I think that is a really key piece of evidence. 
But I do want to move on to something else that was huge from the prosecution, arguably, in my opinion, their most important piece of evidence, cell phone data, because they say that Alec Murdoch has always maintained that he wasn't at the dog kennels on the property where the family was shot. Now, Mr. Waters said that the shooting started at around 8.50 p.m. Okay. But then he says, Paul does something that really gives you insight into what may have happened. At 8.44 and 55 seconds, Paul recorded a video. He was down in the kennels because he had been talking to a friend of his you're going to hear from this friend because his friend's dog was in the kennels and they thought there was something wrong with the tail. And Paul was recording a video of it to send to his friend. 8.44 and 55 seconds. And on that video, and you'll see that video, and you'll hear from witnesses that identify Paul's voice. Maggie's voice and Alex's voice told anyone who would listen he was never there. At 8.44 and 55 seconds, there's a video. The evidence will show that he was there. He was at the murder scene with the two victims. And more than that, just over three minutes later, 8.49 and one second, Paul's phone locks forever. Well, that is something. That is something. I mean, we heard rumblings about a recording. Now we see how central that recording is to their case, placing Murdoch at the scene minutes before when they say Maggie and Paul's phones locked. In other words, when they were killed. But now let's get into the defense. So the defense's position is that it makes no sense for Alec Murdoch to have killed his family. Little side note here, the prosecutors didn't really get into the motive in this case. One, because it is very convoluted. And two, because the judge didn't rule yet on how much the prosecution can show the motive. And when I'm talking about the motive here is that Murdoch's life was falling apart at the time of the killings, that his law firm realized he was allegedly misappropriating funds, that he had opioid addictions. He's charged separately with over 90 crimes in connection with stealing from clients, taking money from a legal settlement, running a drug and money laundering scheme, tax evasion, fraud. And the theory goes that in order to distract authorities from unearthing everything that he was doing, all this illicit activity, he killed his wife and son to buy himself a little bit more time. You might say that's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous motive. But Murdoch is also accused of hiring a hitman to kill him so that his surviving son Buster could receive life insurance proceeds. So what really is beyond the scope of believability here? Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery Starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, anyway, back to the defense. So the defense, they talked about cell phone video. The prosecution did, now the defense did, and they pointed specifically to an important Snapchat. You're not going to hear a single witness say that their relationship, Maggie and Alex's relationship, were anything other than loving. You're going to hear about how they went to a baseball game the weekend before. You're going to hear about their relationship. You're going to see texts and emails indicating a loving relationship. Paul, the apple of his eye. You're going to see a video somewhere between 7.30 and 8 o'clock, the night of the murders, with Paul and Alec riding around looking at some trees they planted. It's a Snapchat that Paul sent to other people because the trees were not planted very well. They were cantilevering over. They're laughing. They're having a good time. That would be about an hour before the Attorney General says he swatted them. The gases from that shot literally <coughs> exploded his head like a watermelon hit with a sledgehammer. All that was left was the front of his face. Everything else was gone. His brain exploded out of his head, hit the ceiling in the shed, and dropped to his feet. Horrendous. Horrible. Butchering. So, to find Alec Murdoch guilty of murdering his son, you're going to have to accept that within an hour of having a extraordinarily bonding, you can see it in the Snapchat, that he executes him in a brutal fashion. That is a good point. Does it make sense? that just an hour before he'd be happy and then brutally murder his son and his wife. Then again, we have seen cases of defendants where it comes out of the blue that they kill their loved ones. It happens. But the defense, they did something else. They highlighted the weaknesses in their mind of the prosecution's case. Other than a shaky motive, they said how there are no fingerprints, no confession, no eyewitness, no concrete forensics. Does it make sense for him to shoot Paul, then grab another gun to shoot Maggie and do all of this in a matter of minutes, especially considering one of their major points, the blood, or I should say, the lack of blood that they presented was very interesting. You're going to hear their witnesses explain the catastrophic injuries to Paul, that his head literally exploded, and whoever shot him with that shotgun was probably no more than three feet away, maybe, maybe closer, maybe a little further away. You his head exploded, you would be covered in blood from head to foot. Head to foot. In blood. 
They seized his clothes that night. Sweat did. And they test well, first of all, you're gonna see in the videos from the agent the officers that arrived that night, there's no blood on him. They didn't find any blood on him. Sweat's testing indicated twelve different places on his shirt and pants. No human blood detected. Period. I mean again, would he have had time to change? They never found bloody clothes. Look, at the end of the day, there is a lot to dissect from these opening statements, but these are just opening statements. They are not evidence that the jury should consider. And I will tell you, I cover a lot of trials, and sometimes in opening statements, I can get a sense of how each side or which side has the stronger case, who might win this. Not here, in my opinion. Not here. Both sides have theories and interpretations of the evidence. I think we really need to let the evidence tell us about what may have happened. And that's all we have for you, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us here on Sidebar. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. I'll speak to you next time. Thank you.